Hey guys, this is episode 16. Um, no, we're 15 call- part no, 2. it's episode 16. You said 15 part 2. It's episode 16, but it's part 2 of the transformation conversations. So we're going to call this episode 16 part 2. part 2 on the first of it. <laughs> Whatever. It's episode 16 in the books. Because it's our 16th episode. Where Tyrell and I clearly argue about which episode we're doing. Um... But we're going to, we talk a little bit more about each of our transformations and um, some of the struggles and the things that we've learned and kind of where it all started. Um, Hope you enjoy this podcast. It gets a little bit more serious than that intro just was. I'm the career man. And I'm the housewife. No, we aren't married. Just the opposite. We are in-laws, which should make things diverse, hilarious, and controversial. We both talk a lot, have little to no filters, are passionate about life, family, and growth. No topic is off limits. We want to bring you what we feel is. Real talk, different views and opinions, hoping to make you laugh, cry, challenge you, inspire your way of thinking, and maybe even piss you off a little. This is Career Man Meets Housewife. Hey guys, welcome back to um, a part two of episode 15 where we're going to talk a little bit more about our personal transformations and like the transitions that we're going through. Um, Probably a little bit more personal things. Way more personal. Hopefully it doesn't scare anyone. Um, Or offend anyone. I don't care if it offends anyone. If it offends someone, it's triggering something in them that they need to focus on. So you're welcome. So we're just going to jump in. And get started, because I think this is going to be good, and I don't want it to go too long, but... So I'm going to ask Tyrell first some questions, Yep. and then if he doesn't talk too much, he'll ask me. If not, then you don't, just, you don't get to hear from me. Wow. Okay. <laughs> then I just get to shut down and keep it to myself. I'm going to get a timer going. So, okay, Tyrell, I'm going to ask you what started, what do you think started your personal transformation? I did not like who I was. And how did you, like, what brought you to the point of not liking who who you were? Because I wasn't being truthful with myself. I wasn't being honest with myself. I wasn't dealing with stuff that I need to deal with. And did something trigger that? Or did you just, what, can you share what triggered it? Yeah, my mom dying. That's what triggered it. And was that because... Like a fear of not seeing her again, or because it just like put in like, do you know why? I think the reason why is because after she died, I found out all this crap about her, and I didn't want I don't want to die, and my kids finding out stuff about me that I had no idea about. So I think too, like when you say that, I feel. Like, you don't want to die without other people knowing your truth. Right. But you not knowing your truth as well. Right. That's kind of like, as you said that, that's the thought that I had. No, that's exactly, like, dead on. Like, yeah, that's totally, yes, that's the reason why. So does it scare you for that, or does it just motivate you so that your children don't have to feel what you felt? Both. Because it's kind of like a betrayal. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. But it motivates me so that my kids know who I am. So when I die, they don't find out all, like, all these things that you never knew about. And that way they don't have to deal with what I had to deal with and go through some pretty painful stuff. Like, and, and deal, you know. Because it makes you question, like, who you are. Oh, it made me question who I was. It made me question, like... Everything that my mom taught me, it made me question, like, people I pushed away in my life. It made me question pretty much everything. It made me question um, my my beliefs. It made me question a lot of things. Yeah, not just just family things. So that was, how long has it been? It's going to be three years soon. Okay. I yeah. knew it was like right around there. I don't know if it was two or three. Three years soon. Um, so 
you kind of answered my next question was why you think it started. But it's just out of like fear of people not knowing who you really were. Fear of people not knowing who I really am. And then fear of, of like, I don't want stuff to come out about me after I die that my kids are like, well, dad never shared that with us. Right. Because I don't want them to feel like I've ever hid something from them. Do you think part of that is because, like, I think you and I both believe a lot in that our trials can help someone else get through their trials? Yeah. And especially, like, we don't want our mistakes to not be able to help our kids through theirs. Right. Does that make sense? No, that's totally what it is. I don't want them to do... I want them to learn from the the mistakes I made. And I want to be able to relate to them so when they stumble and they fall, or if they stumble and they fall, or when they stumble and they fall, I should say, it's like, I can be there for them. Right. And it's not like a, I never did that type of thing, or, and maybe I hadn't, maybe I've never, maybe I didn't do, ever do something that they did, but I'm going to find a way to make sure that I can let them know that, hey, like everybody falls down. Yeah, mistakes are mistakes and everyone has them. Yep. Um, who was it that said that their greatest fear was dying and like meeting God face to face and finding and having them ask him, why did you not live up to your potential? Ed Milet. Was it Ed Milet or yep. was it Sean Whelan? Nope. It was one Ed of those Milet. Like that is crazy to think about. No, it is because I mean, like you didn't live, like this could have been, he says. Like show you what you could have been. This is what you could have been like, but this is how you are. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would suck. Yeah. I would not like that. And that's, and that's, that's another big reason for that. Like, I just want to be truthful in everything I do, like in everything I do. Like, I don't want to lie. I don't want to cheat, steal, whatever. Do you think it's truthful? And then as well, like, what's the right word I'm looking for? I don't freaking know. You like your potential, like making sure that you're fulfilling your potential. So wait, so what? Like, do you feel like that's part of it, too, is wanting to, like, live up to your full potential? Oh, absolutely. I want to leave a... La- so, like, uh, Steve Weatherford talks about this, but, like, leaving your own legacy. A lot of people talk about that, but leaving your own that's legacy. That's what's crazy to listen to some podcasts that only talk about, like, leaving your legacy. Because, like, Cause I'm it, a stay-at-home mom of three kids. Like, what the hell is my legacy really going to be? Right, but the thing is, is what could it be? You know, know what I mean? It could. It could be, you know, you could... I want to impact people in a way that they remember me in a positive light. And that's what I, I truly want to, that's what I, I mean, that's what I'm set out to do. Like, that's what I want to do. I like it. Um, what has the hardest part been about your transformation? (laughs) Like, everything almost, like. Share something, like an example. Um... Calling me out on my own shit. Being able to call yourself out? Yep. Calling my myself out on my own shit. Meaning calling me out on my BS. Calling me out on the... Being untruthful. Calling myself out on not being who I am around other people. Um, so just being able to be like... Your, give yourself your own personal feedback. Yeah. And and recognize it though. And not like talking yourself out of it like I think a lot of us do. Right. And rec- and re- recognize it, which it sucks because when you recognize things you don't like about yourself and you have to go that direction, it's it's hard. It's not it's not easy. For sure. Um What are some of the differences that you see in yourself over the last let's say like in the first 6 months of this happening? Did you notice anything in that first 6 months? That was changed? No, actually for me, it's taken me a lot longer to notice. And what have you noticed? Like the biggest differences? Um, just like how honest I am with people and myself. See, and I feel like you've always got to, maybe you haven't, but like been honest. I've always been honest, but there's always things I've hid. So like you're honest with like. Like, speaking your mind to other people. Yeah. But not honest and, like, basically wearing your heart on your sleeve type thing. Right. Like, just being willing to share any and everything. Right. 
instead of like hold it back. Because I mean, the old me would in certain social situations, depending who I was with, I would act a certain way. And I wouldn't act myself. And I had to really like almost like talk myself into like liking myself. Do you think it's because you... Not talk myself, but like to actually recognize the good. Because it's easy to pick out your flaws. Do you think part of that is because you were raised to like live up to this perfect ideal? But that kind of when your mom passed away, you got to like re-look at all those things? Yeah. Because if she had like raised you one way to Mm -hmm. be perfect, but then you find out she's not Mm -hmm. in in her word, Mm -hmm. like... That had to be like a, almost an identity crisis. It was an identity crisis because it was almost like... I don't want to say like, crisis though. I want to say I, like... It was almost like a... Awakening. Uh, yeah. An identity awakening. Like finding out stuff about your mom that's painful to hear. Like to find out that your mom's always been addicted to prescription pills. Finding out that she would leave you and get a ride from the neighbor to go get prescription pills. Um, from doctors. Not from a... You know, not from a... Drug dealer? Drug dealer, as far as my knowledge goes. I mean, that could be different. I don't know. But I've chosen to, like, forgive her about that stuff. But I think the hardest part for me was when I battled my own addictions, she'd always point out, like, where did you get your addictions from? And not knowing, uh, being oblivious that she had an addiction, kind of, See, you know. I think that's where, like, there's power in sharing. Like, had she been able to, like... Share with me. Hey, Tyrell, like, I, I know this. exactly what you're going through and feeling and this, you know what I mean? If she would have related to me, it could have saved me do and th- her a lot of heartache. This might be a little off topic, but do you think that people are afraid? Like, she was afraid. Do you think she was afraid to confront you on your addictions because she didn't want to face her own? Absolutely. Yep. 100%. She didn't want to, she, she did not want to admit that she had a problem. So She was in denial. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, the biggest difference I've seen in myself is, and it's really just come of late, like, probably this last year, is, like, to love who I really am. Like, to actually like the person I see when I look in the mirror and not dislike the person that I would look in the mirror at. Did you dislike it before because you didn't feel like you were living up to, like, that expectation that she set for you? I think that was a little bit of a part of it. And I always feel like... It's for me because the way I was raised, it was like it's never good enough. But okay, does that make sense? Yeah. But I think that it was things that I was the grief that I was causing myself is what I would put, like not being honest with my wife or. Do you think it wasn't? I think you were just conditioned to be a certain way. Yes. But then when your mom passed away, and because you found out these other truths about, like, what was happening, mm-hmm. you were able to, it, like, threw in your face. Like, you can question what you were taught. You can mm-hmm. question your conditioning. You can question if all this stuff rings true to you or not. But, like, when your mom passed away, it was almost easier for you, too. Because mm-hmm. you realized that the things that you had been taught weren't really being taught out of, like, honesty. Right. I guess almost that like she was just teaching you because she didn't want you to go down the path she did. She just didn't right. understand that there was multiple ways to do that. Right. That you could still do that and be true. And honestly, if it wasn't for her, like I wouldn't be who I am today. For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I wouldn't have gone through that transformation. And that at just all. shows that you have like forgiven her and moved past it because a lot of people have so much resentment in those type of situations that they. Oh, big time. I, like, I had so much, like, I literally had so much anger and hurt towards her when she passed away, or why she was dying. That was hard to watch, for sure. And when she passed away, I had so much, oh, I was so angry. I just remember there was this one song I'd listened to um, by Black Bear, of all people. Like, yeah, I know, random. But I can't remember what song it is, but he talks about... Um, if I die and go to hell, I'm going to be pissed. Like, that's one of the lyrics. And I would just, like, that lyric would just stick out to me. But it's because also, like, 
my fear was too, and my beliefs is like, I was fearing that because of all the things that my mom did, like my biggest, one of my fears was like, well, is she like how I was raised? Right. And my beliefs, is she going to be in heaven? Like that was, that was a question that crossed my mind. But then after she died and after everything, yeah, I, I believe that God, when you get up there, like, you know, he's, he gives you another chance. Like, I just don't believe it's like, you know, it's, yeah. that's it. And and some people might believe different, but that's just how I believe that. I, I believe that he says, you know, tell me the things that you, you know, like you wrong. get an example that they're not an example. You get an opportunity to sit down and have a conversation with him and actually lay it all out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. I agree with that for sure. That like, that's what you, that what happens like with your mom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Um, what helps you keep going? Like, is there something that you wake up and tell yourself every day? Is there something that you... I've noticed how much better my life is the way it is now compared to the way it was like three years ago. Because again, I wasn't being like truthful with myself. I wasn't being honest. And so by doing that, being honest with myself and being truthful with others, I was able to like almost free myself. Like, but that was, that was definitely like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard. It's not. Do you think some of it is motivation and not wanting your kids to feel what you felt? Absolutely. I think that's a big part of the motivation. And the other thing is too, is I want to be able to be the best my best self that I can be in this life going back to what Ed Milet said so when I do die I'm not looking at some other guy that I don't recognize like this this could have been you right Hmm. so do you have things that you like do or like when something happens that's hard in your life like we talked about transitions like when it comes up do you have something that you work on or that, like, you notice that helps you move through the transition instead of, like, letting fear or the ego take over? Do you yeah. know what I'm asking? Yeah, yeah, no. I So, like, um, praying is one of them for me. Um, lately, I've been meditating. I've, I feel like that helps a lot. I feel like lot. prayer, this is just my, like, I feel like prayer is just a different form of meditation. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that... But, like, for me, like, praying, like, definitely helps me out a lot. Um, but I would also say just, again, looking back at where I was, like, three years ago compared to how I was now, it's like, I don't want to go back. I don't want to take so like all those steps back. So, like, rejoicing in your accomplishments. Yeah, and like being proud. No, yeah. And being proud of how far I've come. And, like, there's a person that we both know that we're related to that's come like a really far long way and he's very successful and he makes his marriage work and, and you know, he, he's like a different person. He's For a lot sure. calmer. He's, he knows who he is. He's comfortable with himself. Whereas before he was just covering it all up with other things. With other. Yeah. Um, so motivation keeps you going, and then prayer. What My else? Kids, kids, prayer, um, podcasts, books. So do you think just like daily keeping yourself in like? I think it's. I think it's almost like this guy brought this up, but like doing a daily inventory. Okay. It's almost like. Do you do a daily inventory? Like, what does he say to do or ask? So he this this guy I know he's really awesome guy like just like personally or just podcast you listen to no well like i know him i know him personally but not i don't know him like how can i put that i know him not way well but i i know of him Mm -hmm. and i know his story okay and he shares it yeah does that make sense and he's he he talks about taking like a daily inventory like where he's at you know what he's battling with what he can do better but taking a daily inventory, make sure he's basically taking the right steps. So does he ask the same questions every day? Yeah. 
to help him like know where he's at. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. We should talk about that more. Yeah. Cause I think, I think, and that's something like I, and I just heard like literally heard about this like yesterday. Right. So like, it's something that I want to start doing at night before I go to bed or in the morning. One of the two is just take a daily inventory at the end of the day. Almost like goals, but not goals. That makes sense. Um, what is it? Oprah does the gratitude journal. Have you ever yeah. seen that? Yeah. Where you wake up in the morning mm-hmm. and you do, you write like three things for. you're grateful for, three like intentions for the day or mm-hmm. something, and then you check in at the end of the day yep. and see where you're at for that. Yeah, it's almost like that. Yeah. I did that for a while. It was interesting to see like what you're grateful You did, did you that like, for a while on yeah. like Instagram. Oh, yeah. You'd post like the things you were grateful for. Like, I think the reason why I stopped too is because I just didn't want to be redundant. I think that's when it get you have to get creative. Yeah, no, then like, that's when it becomes hard. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's, but I think it's super important to wake up and be grateful, like because honestly, we don't know how long we're on this earth for. So mm-hmm. you might as well be grateful. Yeah. No matter what situation you're in, whether you're living in a one bedroom apartment with three kids or you're living in a, you know, a house, like a I think that big helps, house. like finding gratitude in each moment helps you live a more positive life. Because oh, Because there's time. always somebody out there who, yeah, has it better than you, but there's always somebody out there who has it worse. And here's the thing though, the, the stigma I don't like, it's like, just because like, you know, like for example, like we believe in positivity doesn't mean that we're not going to have days where we're negative. Like shit's going to happen in life. And I think it's okay. I think it's okay to sometimes be negative, but you got to know how to pull yourself out of the, that funk. What the funk? That was was (laughs) was a good episode. Yeah. I remember that. Um, so what are things, okay. So you shared some of the things that you do to keep going. What are things that you want to try or that you want to do to help like move you through transitions or like, do you want to do therapy? Do you want to do like I don't want to do therapy just because for me, like, I think I, and I'm speaking for myself. I think therapy helps tons of people. I've gone to a therapist before and. You have to find the right one. Yeah. I think, I think you got to find the right one. Um, I do. I, the first time I went to therapy, like all myself, like just for me, the lady asked me to color something what? to draw something and she's like what is this and she's like what does this color represent for you i was like i don't know it's just the first fucking color i grabbed because i think this is stupid and it's i never like, went back it's almost like one of those uh psychologist things where like what do you see in this what picture is, exactly that's what she did after i drew i was you're like, like i, I don't, don't know. know it's just i don't know it's a rabbit i think this oh is you're a psychopath dumb, okay is, yeah uh, this is yeah. a dumb exercise you're, you're a psychopath like, can i talk about my emotions help me feel my like it just wasn't for me but i think that's what's hard is people so many times we'll jump into one therapist and think they're all like that, which is why I want another reason I want to do like a therapy session on here. I think so that cool. people can see, like people who are curious about it can kind of see what it's like. Yeah, but I've like there's. But I think there's therapies. a bad stigma. I think the thing is there's a bad stigma about therapy too, like oh you're seeing a therapist like. Okay, this is I'm gonna break that right now. Do you see if, if you break your arm? Are you, you going to go, go to get doctor. it fixed? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Same if thing you with your freaking, brain. Yeah, like you go to, and I tell people this all the time and they laugh, but like you go to a doctor for every other part of your body. Like you have one that looks at your vagina and you won't go to one that looks like to talk, to fix your head. Right. Like it doesn't it's just, make sense. It doesn't make I any mean, sense. and how awkward is that, right? Like, you know what I mean? It's so awkward. That's, but that's my point. Like same thing, like, and I, but if it's like, if you can go do that, you can go talk to somebody about your problems. So, I mean, I'm, I'm it's not like, I'm not, to I'm totally not opposed to like going to a therapist. Like I would do it, but like you said, you got to find the right one. And like, what works for you, there's different types of therapy. Right. So. And like, and like I mentioned before, like I want to go to the summit of greatness that Lewis House puts on. I think that'd be really cool. I think it'd be. So like retreats and like. A retreat. Like weekends or conferences Yeah. Or like stuff like that, because I want to grow personally, like not only professionally do I want to grow, but more importantly to me, I want to grow personally because I think it will just help me out in all aspects of life. Like, I'm not even talking about money. I'm just talking about, like, the, sh- the shit that matters. Because money comes and goes. Like, money's money. And, like, that's, like, don't get me wrong. I want to make a lot of money. 
But bottom line, at the end of the day, I just want to be known for a better version of you. A better version of of me. Yeah. And then who I was for my past. I mean, especially with our past. I mean. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. We should do a part one. Our past. No. <laughs> I don't want to live. I don't want to live there. He doesn't want to go there. I think it's important for us to go there. We'll probably go there. We're gonna to have to. That'll be like. Okay, so last question. I'm kind of shocked you didn't talk as much as you did. I'm Steph. doing great. Um, what do you feel like you're transforming or transitioning through right now? I feel like I'm going through a. I feel like I'm going. I don't, I don't want to say. I don't want to say a faith crisis, but I'm kind of going through like where I want to, where I, where I stand as far as my beliefs and and being LDS. Like I want to like figure that out. Like I'm kind of ready to figure it out, but I'm also like afraid because before like when i did certain things i did it for others okay like i did it for my family mm-hmm. does that make sense or, or my kids or my kids or, yeah. or my wife or whatever um or just expectations of, of family members what, whatever the case may be so for me it's like i really want to key into that and like really figure that out and i and i think i'm like started on the right path but i think it's and I'm not perfect at all. Like, I totally have my flaws, but... What, we know. <laughs> as you've heard. Um, but I, I definitely just want to... I really want to figure that out. And that's that's probably my next transformation. And I'm, like, kind of, like... I think I'm... Like, I it goes back to fear. Like, I'm fearful of it. But I think I'm fearful of it because I know that it's... For me, like, I, I know it's true. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm just not ready to live my life the way that everybody expects it to be, or I don't know. I don't know how to explain that. No, I, yeah, I, I, I can understand where you're at for sure. Does that make sense though? 100%. Okay. Because I think there's a lot of things that you identify with and there's things you don't identify with and it's learning to be comfortable and confident in the things that you do identify with and ring true. And then letting the things that don't ring true to you, like just leave them leave behind. Them alone. Yeah. Yeah. Like it definitely takes like. But it, it takes a lot of self effort and a lot of like and looking like in. You have yeah. to know like this is really what feels good for me. It well, may not and for this everyone is, else. And, but... and this is who I'm going to be, and this is how I'm going to be, and. And it, learning to not be like a douche about it. No, because not I that you have ever been. No, but like... but, but no, I no, I get what you're saying, but I that's my that's one of my hesitations. Does that make sense? For sure. Is I don't want to be, I don't want somebody to like think that I'm too good or like I'm closed minded or, which I'm not saying like people are like Or that. lazy. I yeah. think that sometimes people think that you're just lazy because you don't want to like follow the commandments. Yeah. No, I, well, and I mean, there, I mean, there's. Obviously, there's different commandments, right? You got the Ten Commandments, and then you, and then you got like church commandments. So for me, I would say the hardest part is like commandments that have to do with the church. I struggle with. Um, like energy drinks, for example. I struggle with energy drinks. And what I mean by that is, like, I don't understand why it's okay, like, for people to have energy drinks, but yet people, and they, and that's fine, but you can't have coffee. And, like, just weird stuff like that, I guess, for me, is just. We should have a podcast on that stuff. Yeah. Because I think that would have a lot, get a lot of people talking and get a lot of feedback. And because I feel like, I feel like, I almost feel like energy drinks and I'm not a big coffee person anyways, to be honest with you. But like, 
I just don't understand how somebody can down three energy drinks a day and that be okay. But then let's say there's John that drinks coffee. Or Carrie. Hi. Whatever. It doesn't matter who it is. <laughs> just like I don't, I guess I don't get it. Yeah. So, yeah. I can relate to that one. And I know a lot of people can. Big time. So. Okay, cool. Well. All right, Carrie. So, enough about me. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Let's talk about you. So, let's talk about your transformation. So, what started it for you? Like, what made you, and how long ago? Um, t- 2017. It was, like, June-ish. Um, I thought... Anyways, I don't really know how it started, but there's a lady in my neighborhood who was doing a trip to Hawaii, and she's a life coach here now in town, um, and she'd kind of been on her own transformation journey, mm-hmm. and so she, on the plane ride coming back from her, she actually went to Hawaii and all this stuff, and she had a cool experience where she um, was in her car, and she all of a sudden felt like she wasn't alone. So she asked. She's very spiritual. She's very in tune with that stuff. She's like, who's there? And she heard, we're the mothers of the stripling warriors. Oh, that's cool. And she's like, well, what do you want? <laughs> like, that's intimidating, right? And they basically told her that she needed to gather her tribe. Okay? So she puts out there on Facebook, like, hey, anyone want to go to Hawaii? Like, who doesn't want to say yes? Well, I let fear and ego and all these other things, like, step in. And I wasn't going to go. And then it just kind of fell, literally fell into place. Like, I didn't even know what was coming when I signed up to go. But she knew what I needed, if that makes sense. And we didn't even really know each other. We still have only had, like, maybe three or four conversations, like, deep conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, So, anyways, I end up on this trip to Hawaii. We did not have the money at the time. It was definitely one of these, like, leap of faith whatever you want to call it, like, perfect timing, like, of events to, like, get me there, but, so, uh, I go to Hawaii with 52 women that Mm -hmm. I never met, and I don't have a lot of girlfriends, like, I don't get along well with women, I don't know why, like, I just feel like there's a lot of catty, like, judgmental bullshit that, whether men have it or not, like, I don't know, like, I just, I don't have a lot of close friendships in general, Um, so when I tell people that I did that, they're like, wait, what? Well, you went with your friends, right? And I was like, no, I didn't know any of these people. But I walked away from that experience with some of, like, the closest people, like, in my life. So, wouldn't you say that, like, that's really out of character for you? Back then. To go on something like that? For sure. And it was the first time, I was 34, 33 or 34 when I went. It was my birthday week, which is kind of cool. Dude, you're getting old. I am. So are you. Um, so, <laughs> um, it was the first time in my entire life that I wasn't in charge of someone else. I didn't mm-hmm. have to take care of something, and no one was looking to me for like answers or guidance. I literally, for the first time in my life, could just be. Like I'm getting emotional about it, but like that's what's so crazy. Like in women's lives, is like. We spend so much of our time, all of our time, taking care of others, whether it's planning meals or wiping asses or mm-hmm. carpooling, like things like that, that we don't ever have time to just be. And then, so the first three or four days that I was there, I literally just went along with whatever, sat in the back of the van, like people would ask like input on where to go or what to do. And I was just like, I'm good with whatever, which is totally out of character for me too. Like, I'm very outspoken. You like to be in control. I like to be in control. I know what I want. Um, I'm not afraid to, like, fight for what I want. So it was really cool to just be able to sit back and not have to be in charge. But that was when I came home. um, I think that's when it really started. Because I got back and it was... (laughs) So so when you say you got back home and that's when it really started, like... What, like, what does that, what does that look like? Everything that, like, my life that I left when I went to Hawaii, Mm -hmm. and when I came back, I realized it wasn't what I wanted. I didn't like the way I felt. 
I didn't. And the first experience I had, in fact, the first two people I saw, other than like my kids and my husband, obviously, um, was Alicia and Jenny. So Tyrell's wife and then our other sister-in-law. We were dropping our kids off at dance and they kind of like, hey, welcome back. How are you? But then it was all this like from both of them. And I think there was someone else standing there like immediately just like complaining like we all do like oh my day was so hard because of this and my day was so hard because of this and I almost just kind of felt like their energy wanting to transfer like they wanted to get shit off their chest does that make sense Mm -hmm. and my whole life I've been the person that people just like can throw shit to Mm -hmm. and I just catch it and I just take it on and I just hold that space but in that moment I was like I (laughs) I kind of describe it like I decided I was a cactus because everything just got really like I almost just like all my little, whatever those cactus needles are called, all these needles just came out and it was just like, nope, back the fuck up. Like, this is not what I want. And it's crazy to not realize how like draining your life is until you step away from it. So what didn't you want though? I didn't know. I just knew that I didn't like feeling like that. I didn't even recognize what it was in the beginning, but I just knew that it wasn't what I wanted, if that makes sense. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. So she had us read these books too, and I think that was really what kind of got me started on, um, like, reconnecting with myself, because I forgot how much I liked to read. Mm -hmm. Because after you have a couple of kids and a husband and life happens, you don't, it's easy to lose yourself. Oh, yeah. Like, I think especially for women. Because, like, our entire, like, I was 18 and pregnant, and then I'm 19 and I'm a mom, and that's my entire identity. Right. For the last 16 years. Right. You know what I mean? And I think in our culture, like, that's what you identify as. Like, you're so-and-so's mom. Does that make sense? And you're so-and-so's wife. Do you feel like... Like, I remember being introduced as, like... Because everyone used to call my husband Thor in our old ward. Yeah. But they're like, oh, you're Thor's wife. I never was like, oh, you're Carrie, Carrie and this is who you are. So I was do you always... feel like this because you didn't put yourself out there? Or... No. Because I was a young women's president. Like, people knew who I was. So do you... But you weren't... I was never identified as something other than something that belongs so to So it made you else. feel like you wanted to create your own identity. Sure. Or right? not even create it. I feel like just like... Or like separate yourself. Discover who it was. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so that was kind of the start of it for okay. me. So June 2017, right? Yeah, I, I, it was when I booked my flight to go. Sweet. And then we went in October. So why? But in this kind of... We hit, hit on this a little bit, but why? Like why? Like why... Why the transformation? Like, what's the like? What's the stuff that? And I, I know it's hard to talk about, but what's the stuff that you didn't like that you wanted to change besides not having your own identity? So I didn't even realize I needed the transformation. I tell people that I literally feel like Angel's soul reached out to mine and drug me along because she knew. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, and that's what's so crazy is like when you're in tune with yourself and connected to who you are and your mission and you, you and your authentic things. power. You draw people in Mm -hmm. and you change their lives. Like, that's 100% like what she did. But I think there was just a lot. I didn't know who I was. And after going and being by myself for a week, I was able to, like, rest for the first time ever. Mm -hmm. And we don't ever do that. And I wanted to make sure that, like, I could have more of that. Mm -hmm. So, and then one of the books that she had us read talked about... um, no, I don't remember what it's called. Starting Something Stupid. Power of Starting Something Stupid by Richie Norton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and he, in his book, he talks about he lost their son, um, Gavin. He only lived like 72 days or something crazy like that um, before he passed away. But I think his name was Gavin. I'm pretty sure. Um, they talk about like what... Basically, what do you not want to regret? So he has this exercise in his book where he says, 
Picture you're 80 years old, sit on a rocking chair in front of your house. What do you want to look back at your life and wish you would have done? Mm-hmm. And then you write those things out. And so, like, I wrote mine out, and then I was curious, and I asked Brian what his were. And I wish I had his book right now because I want to read the end of it. But I really struggled because the whole book, it's through, like, building businesses and entrepreneurship and, mm-hmm. like, all these great grand things. And, like, mine weren't. Right. Like, mine were so plain. Right? Right. So I thought. And then at the end of the book, like, the very last couple sentences, he says, um... None of anything that you do or build means nothing without your family by your side, basically. Wow. And so we got to meet him. He lives in Hawaii, actually. Yeah. He went to school. I know who he is. He went to school with Angel. And so, and I didn't know that. That's crazy. So then the first night there, he like does this like workshop for us. But I remember like everyone's like asking him these huge questions. And I'm just sitting there with like my little stupid things that I want to start, right? Do you think they were just stupid? No. But what, for a long time I did, because right. I'm like... but I mean not now. No, not no. now, but then I totally was like insecure about them. Right. And I totally was just like, these are not like these great things. Like they're not these powerful, going to change the world, whatever. Um, but it was cool to like tell him that the only part of the book that got, that like changed my life or the way I was like, my perspective was a story about his son and then the very last sentence. And it was just cool for him to be like, like, that's what it's really about. And like, someone gets it. Like, and he like came over and gave me a hug and stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, my things aren't stupid. Like, they're important to me. So, I think that was a big thing that started. Do you think, and then, do you think a lot of housewives or moms struggle with that? Uh Uh-huh. Like, thinking that their things aren't as important. Well, as important or that they, like, have the time to do them. Right. You do. You're just making up excuses to not. You just got to find the time. Yeah. You got to make the time. Mm-hmm. And you got to realize that you're worth the time to meditate for 10 minutes. To take a freaking shower. Take a shower. Yeah. Like, so many. Yeah. Like, people oh, joke yeah. about that, but, like. No, that's real. It's real. Yeah. Like, it's hard. Because, like, I mean, I took a shower this week and I'm in there and all Thank of a sudden goodness. AJ, I, I really think in this. AJ opens the door and yells he's got diarrhea. Sure enough, he's got shit running down his leg. And I'm like, cool. Like, you know, like at least I'm in the shower and I can pull him in and clean him and make it easier. But like, you're worth taking the time for yourself. And I didn't, I didn't believe that back then. And I didn't realize how important it was. Because we're taught too, like, in our religion and in our culture, like, you serve everyone and you give and you give and you give. Does that make sense? And you're expected to, but don't, but don't you think there's a difference between serving because you want to out of your own heart than feeling like you have to. So I think that's where like a lot of people get lost. Right. Because, because here's the thing, like, like I know like you personally, right. And I know you serve, You've, you've really like have served like a lot of people like that I know of not only like my wife, like tons of people, like there's so many that I couldn't even, honestly, I couldn't probably name them all. And, you know, like I know you did that out of being genuine. And that like a hundred percent, like I do enjoy serving people and helping people. You just it's don't like to feel forced. For, not only forced, but like this is how you should do it. Right. This is what it looks you like. You want to do it your way. Yeah. Like I think that's one of the things too. Like, But I don't think there's a right or wrong way. Like I think people, there's some people that believe that, but I don't believe that there's a wrong or a right way. And I think that's where I had a hard time was I was being told as the young woman's president that this is how it was supposed to look. Right. And in my heart and in my intuition and my gut and everything that was like, authentic about me was like no that's not how it is like this isn't gonna work for these girls this isn't gonna does that make sense so did you put your own twist on stuff for sure and did it work i mean yeah i had two girls that weren't active out of 30 and that's like unheard of in that area where we live right like now they're down to like seven right so don't you feel like that your own intuition 
I, do you, I guess what I'm trying to say is, do you, don't you feel like that validates? Yeah, but I don't feel like I needed the validation. No, I'm not saying you needed the validation. But I'm just saying, yeah. don't, you th- don't you think that it just showed, like, it, like you said, it proved to you? That it, I've like kind of stepped back and been like, you know what, I, you have to do what's right by you mm-hmm. and what's authentic to you. But if you don't know what the hell that is, then you can't do it. And that's where I was. I didn't know what really was authentic for me i could feel it for other people and i could recognize like what other people needed like i couldn't even know people like there's a lady in hawaii um shelby she was going through a divorce and all this stuff i didn't know her mm-hmm. like she maybe like she kind of talked about it a little you could tell there i could tell there was something and there was one night that she was everyone's dancing and she's kind of over in the corner and i just went over and i just was like can i hug you which is totally out of like norm for me I'm not a touchy feely person no. But I love this woman. And I remember just hugging her like she needs a hug. And she just cried. Right. And it was so weird for me. But at the same time, I was just like, I'm able now after that experience and some more like that to trust, to listen to that, make the phone call. If you're thinking about someone, there's a reason. And like being able to follow that. Whereas before, I was too busy to. Right. I was too busy checking off the shoulds and the expectations. And crossing my T's and dotting my I's and all that stuff. Instead of actually listening. Instead of being in tune with myself, yeah. That's awesome. I guess so. No, it is. <laughs> um, what has been the hardest part? As um, far as, you know, transforming. Is it being vulnerable? Like, what... Mm-hmm. What what would you I've say? Always, I, I think the hardest part for me was learning to say no or to take things off my plate, if that makes sense. And I had to even like get, I get super creative with lots of things to make myself feel better about them. But when I asked to be released from the Young Women's President, it was really hard for me to even go in and do that. Because mm-hmm. first of all, you're not supposed to. Right. But I ended up... I didn't say no to the calling. I was saying yes to more important things. And I still have to do that. And that's been the hardest is like, there's certain people that when I'm around them, my energy just goes to shit. There's certain people that I get anxiety when I think about like being around. Or there's certain people, like I call them like energy suckers. Mm -hmm. Like they just come into the room and they just... Like a vacuum. They take all your good energy and throw all their negative at you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's been the hardest part is... And I don't think I'm doing a very good job at it, actually, is cutting those people, like, out of your life. I think it's hard to cut people like that out of your life if they're very close to you. Right. And that's what it's been, is it's been really hard to say that situation and that environment is not what I need for myself. And I don't feel good in it. Do you think you can ever get to a point where you can feel good in it? I don't know. And that's kind of where I'm at right now is like, I don't want to. And like that takes a lot. But that's right now, right? But do you think there's ever a chance? I think there's always a chance for things to change. Because you never know what's going to happen. Right. Um, But I don't, like, time will tell, I guess. Like, am I closed off to the idea? No. But would there have to be like, their own personal growth and like situations would have to change to be able to fill. I mean, have you ever had conversations with those people? Like a few of them, the other ones I know how it'll go. So I just don't. But is that, isn't that assuming how like, no, how's that not assuming? Cause I just know. What if it doesn't, go I think there's a difference think? though. There's a huge difference in knowing how a situation is going to go. And thinking it'll go this way. Like in my, like my therapist asked me this. She's like, well, and I was like, I would bet thousands of dollars. I could write out how the conversation would go and end and give you the letter and go have it happen. And it would flawlessly go just like I said, because I know the people well enough. Does that make sense? That I know how it'll be flipped on me and I know how it'll be put back on me. And I just, like, I'm good. Like, I got enough shit going on under my own roof that I don't need all that other stuff. Does that make sense? Right now. Right now. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then I think the other hardest part has been, like, 
feeling like trauma and traumatic situations. Like as things happen now, I realize like things that used to be familiar and comfortable for me, I now like almost have like major anxiety over. If that makes sense. So like, I mean, can you like... Sure. So, um, my brother and his kids came to the house. He's got three freaking adorable little redheads. And sometimes they listen to the podcast, but their mom stopped listening to it with them in the car because I started saying naughty words. So, anyways, they were at the house. They live out of town. But they were at our house and they were running around being kids and laughing and playing and being loud. And their dad, my brother, starts yelling at him. And I got tense and my chest got tight. And I was just like, Ty, they're fine. Like, just let them, like, they're okay. Like, mm-hmm. Let them be kids. No, they've got, and he got this tone that is 100% like my dad and 100% my grandpa. Mm-hmm. And like a very conditioned, like, no, this is what I say. This is what's happening. Right? And I looked at him and I was like, and he said, what did he say? They need to learn to respect the people's houses and blah, blah, blah. And they can't run around like that in a house. And I was like, they can in this one. Like, let them be kids. And, like, any time, even here at our house now, like, it's funny because I'll watch mom, Finley, so our mother-in-law. Like, the kids will start to get rowdy at my house. And because of how I used to be, like, so wound up about, like, stuff, stuff all the things. That I watch people now respond like I'm still that person. And like they'll drop stuff on the floor and like it'll be loud. Oh, you guys are going to break that. Be quiet. I was like, well, they're fine. Like what? It doesn't matter if they break it. Like have you seen the... It's a little story on Facebook of the um, broken window or broken mirror. And the little girl standing there. Mm-hmm. And they say it's so much easier just to clean up the broken window than it is to clean up the mess of traumatizing a child. Or something like that. Yeah. And, like, I think that just resonates with me because I think so many of us have childhood traumas from one way or another, whether we want to call them traumas or just things we need to work through. But I also have an extreme amount of guilt I'm working through with the own traumas that I've given my oldest. If that makes sense. Because of how I was before. Yeah. Like, so you mean parenting-wise, how you are now? Yeah. Compared to how mm-hmm. you were back then. Yeah. And even like the lack of realizing so you, like, but, what she needed. But didn't. don't you think it's really huge for you to like realize that? Yeah. Don't you think that's something big to recognize? Mm-hmm. And that's part, part of like transformation, right? It's like I think what's hard about it is that like as you transform and as I've like grown, people still respond to me the other way. Like, my husband won't, like, bring certain things to topic. And, like, even Camry won't, like... But don't you think eventually that will... I don't know. Eventually. Eventually that'll change, though. I hope so. I think it will. Maybe. I think I think the more you work at it, the more effort you put in. I, I also think, though, a lot of, especially, like, moms, housewives, I feel like they feel, like, a little bit of guilt when they take time out for themselves. So I used to, and this is one of the things that like helped because me. Because they're like, oh, I'm being selfish. So and it's is, like, no, you're not. This is one of the things that helped me um, kind of get through that. And I still think about this often is that like, say that like you can't fill someone else's glass if yours isn't full, right? Right. And so you're like, okay, fill my glass and then I can give to people. Mm-hmm. Well, if you just continually fill your glass, what happens? Overflow. It's just an overflow. Right. And where's all that going to go? It's just going to naturally go. No, it's not. It's just going to naturally go to those people. If you're full, it's so much easier to take care of everyone else because you've taken the 15 minutes in the morning to meditate. You've taken the time to clear your energy so that you can hold space for your kids. You're Mm -hmm. working on processing what your emotions are. Mm -hmm. Not that I, and I'm not good at that at all. I'm trying to get better, but like I'm able to watch my three-year-old throw a tantrum and I'm literally jealous of him. Like I want to be able to express my emotion the way that he does. Does that make sense? Because like all he's doing is working through something he's feeling in his body. Do you think eventually you can? I don't know. If you can become like a child again. Not like be a child. Like not like but really chuck though. yourself on the floor. Okay, but, but like, like be but able to go need. through them. Like there are seriously sometimes I feel like that's what I need. 
And why don't I do it? Because of conditioning. Because you shouldn't do it. Because act right. Because that's not how people act. Like, it kind of is. Yeah. Like, if you think, you know, in the church, they say to become like little children. Mm -hmm. Like, if you watch our kids, they're in tune with their emotions. Oh, big time. They're not worried about what other people are thinking. They don't care. They're focused on what makes them happy Mm -hmm. and how to play and to love and to be loved. Well, and the cool thing is, too, is what I love about kids is they don't see, like, especially in the world we live in today, like how everybody says, you know, there's a divide and blah, 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 and all this other crap that... They say, like, obviously I know some of that does go on in the world. I'm not oblivious. But what's nice about kids is they can, they don't see color. They don't see Mm -hmm. um, male or female. Like, you know what I mean? They they don't see that stuff. And that's what's cool. So, like, if you could, I mean, I don't know how you can. Have I told a story about my niece? No. It was like, you know, the weeks that they have the kids dress up for school on certain days? Well, Friday was like twin day. And her little best friend, um, they wanted to go dressed up as twins. Now, my niece is very fair skin and redhead and freckles. And so my sister-in-law and this other girl's mom, like, kind of coordinated shirts so the girls could dress up. And when Carrie and my sister-in-law called the other lady's mom and was like, hey, um, Bria wants to dress up just like her, let's like, so they can match, like, how do you feel about that? And the lady on the other line was like, Bria knows she's black, right? And Carrie Ann was like, no, she doesn't. Like, she does not see it. And like, Brielle came home that day and we were like, how did twin day go? And she's like, no one could tell us apart. See, like, she 100% yeah. believed it. Because in her mind, there's no difference. They're both people. They're both. See, but that's so cool because that's is. how that's yeah. how it should be. Hundred percent. And I think it's hard to try and do that, but it's. I mean, try it. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Um. So, what differences do you see in yourself? Um. I'm calmer. I don't like lose my shit. Tyrell's over here nodding like, uh huh. Calm is, like, not even... Compared to... Oh, my gosh. Like, if I could have, like, a video playing right now. And people who have known me, like, the last two years or whatever, when I tell them... So, like, I went to Hawaii last year with the angel again, and <clears throat> she kind of had me talk about it, and the people didn't even believe that I used to be that kind of person when I would describe, like, me yelling and throwing things and being so uptight and so wound up. And things not having their place and things not being done a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's what you'd... Mm-hmm. That would be the one thing you notice mm-hmm. about yourself the most. What do you know? What does everybody else notice? <laughs> um, I notice that you're a lot more... You definitely, you definitely parent a different way than what you used to. And I think it's like a huge like 360 for you and I think it's amazing um but also I don't think you should feel guilty about who you were back then either that's just my opinion Um, and I think it's not like there's definitely guilt but it's just like you know I know that it's like you know better so you do better right and it's just hard because I feel like kind of responsible to help repair her trauma right I guess that makes sense and I think any parent would feel that way though you know what I mean yeah um, so are you totally, like, are you totally done transforming? No, I don't think you ever are. I think there's always going to be, when whether you feel like you're in a good place or not, like, you can feel like you're in a good place and, like, that you're being true and authentic to who you are and living mm-hmm. your truth. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's always going to be something else that comes along, whether you create it or, whether like, whether you sit down and, like, take an inventory, like you were saying, and say, okay, these are the things I want to do better. Or whether something in life just comes along and forces you to either figure it out and move through it and grow or to just hide. So it's like a, and somebody else said something to me, like, you're always growing. If you're not growing, you're dying. Like, think of a plant. If a plant's not growing, it's it's dying. And so I think if you're not continually trying to grow and move through things and like better your situation. I think too many people settle. Yeah, for sure. And I've, I, I've I think it. that's changing, though. Oh, I think I've it's changing. I've seen the last... And maybe it's just because of the people I surround myself with now. 
um, like you included, like it's changing. Like people aren't there. You're seeing their worth that they don't have to settle anymore or that it's not like life isn't supposed to be hard. Like it it is going to be hard, but it's not supposed to be. Right. So. Awesome. Sure. Anything else you want to say? Um, peace, love, and... Happiness? Yep. Thanks for listening, guys, to another episode of Career Man Meets Housewife. Make sure that you subscribe, share, like on Instagram, and we will see you next time. Peace.